we have today, Resurrection Sunday, where we focus on his resurrection. And the two combined create our Easter weekend celebration. But here's my thought for you today. I think many people, I think many people identify identify with the Friday part of Easter, but I'm not so sure that we all identify with the Sunday. I'm not so sure that we fully get a revelation of what Resurrection Sunday actually means. You see, Friday is the day. It is the day that Jesus did something for you that no one else ever has or ever will do for you. And that is that he took, he took your penalty and your sin, my sin, and he paid for it. He paid for it. Because whether you believe this or not, the Bible tells us that there is a price tag appointed to sin, and it's death. And somebody has to pay that price. That's the price tag. And on Good Friday, didn't feel like a Good Friday, but on Good Friday, that's exactly what Jesus decided to do. He stepped in on our behalf. It's like he went into a courtroom and he took our sentence. He said, no, 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 no. I want to pay for it. I'll take it. I'll take the price for that. I'll take the penalty for that. But it was more than that that he did. You see, on that day, he actually conducted a transaction that will change your life and mine forever. You see, because hell is not a place where God sends people he's mad at. Hell is a place where people say, no, 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 I'll pay my own penalty, thank you. I'll pay my own price for that. And can I tell you, this wasn't in the script, can I tell you, that's ridiculous. That is stupid. Why would you pay a price for something that's already been paid for? That's what Resurrection Sunday is all about. You don't have to join this church to be in on that great exchange. You don't have to join some religious movement. All God says is, I gave my life fully for you. Can you give your life fully to me? And you can do that. You can do that. And if you've never done that, I hope that by the end of today, you will accept the revelation of what Good Friday was, the power of what Good Friday was, and accept what he did for you. It will change your world. It'll change your world. But here's a thought I want to share with you today. Here's a thought I want to unpack with you today. And to be honest, I've never thought about it before, but if Friday was so complete, think about it. If Friday was so complete, if Friday was so powerful, and if Friday took care of everything, then why did we have Sunday? Have you ever thought about that? Why did we need to have Sunday? 
And I think there's many great answers to this question. But one of them is, I believe, to prove he really was who he said he was, who he claimed he was. You see, because it's one thing to claim it, to have lip service, but it's another thing to back it up, isn't it? To carry through with it. And to back it up with the fact that he was dead and now he's alive, he's there's no other God with a little g that have, has ever done that or ever claimed to do that. And that's what makes our God God. That's what makes our God unique. And some would say, well, that's your little myth as a bunch of Christians. You believe that he rose from the dead. But in Acts, it actually says that after his suffering, this is after Jesus had died on the cross, he presented himself to other people. In fact, historical evidence shows that it was about 400 people, and half of them weren't even Christians. He showed himself to them, and it says in Acts 1-3, he presented himself to them and gave them many convincing proofs that he is alive. Why did Jesus need to rise from the dead? to prove he really is who he said he is, but also to conquer death, to conquer death, but not just for himself. You see, this was never just about himself. And you see, my fear is a lot of us, we're in Easter weekend right now, you know, there's bunny rabbits, there's eggs, there's chocolate, there's hot cross buns. And I think, you know, my fear is that a lot of us are going to come and we're going to celebrate the Easter reality, the Easter tradition. And that's okay. That's okay to do that. But there's so much more. There is so much more to Easter. You see, he conquered death not just for himself, but for you and for me. He went to hell between Friday and Sunday, and he took back some keys. He took back some keys. You see, Jesus was resurrected so he could possess those keys over death. Over death. And Paul says it this way in Philippians 10.3. He says, I want to know Christ. I want to know Christ for myself. And that was Friday. That was what Friday was. But then he says, and I want to know the power of the resurrection. I want to know Christ and I want to know the power of the resurrection, which is Sunday. I want to experience both of them. So I've got some simple questions for you today. Do you know both of them? Have you experienced both of them? Both of them. Have you had the Friday experience? If you haven't, it only takes a moment. A moment. And in one moment, you can turn your life, which is on a progression of death and destruction, if you're not in Christ, and you can turn it to a life in Christ, with your sins forgiven and a life of a hope, having hope and a future. It takes one moment one moment. And if you've never had that experience, I'm going to offer that to you later on in the service. 
But for a lot of us, we have had the Good Friday experience. We know we love Jesus. We know our sins are forgiven. But I want to ask to you, do you know the power of the resurrection? It's a different ball game. It's one thing to know Jesus and to be forgiven, but he has so much more for you. So much more for you. You know, to know the power of the resurrection is actually, in other words, after you gave your heart to Jesus, this is what it looks like. Did you allow the resurrection to come in and confront the places in you that are dead and dying? That's what the resurrection power is about. Have you allowed him to move in? Start to heal you. About two years ago, Daryl and I celebrated our 25th wedding anniversary, and we had the privilege of going over to Italy. And over there, there is incredible historical sites. But many of them look like this. They're a pile of ruins. And you know, I think that you're just like me and that there's piles in your life that you think are ruins. Some of you see your whole life as a bunch of ruins. But Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday is about the power. And today I want to give you an invitation. That's what I wanna do today. I wanna give you an invitation to go on the journey to restoration. to see your life rebuilt, to see ruins brought back to life. You see, it says in the Bible that early in Jesus' ministry, he went to the temple and it said that he, sat, he went over to the corner of the temple and he pulled out the Old Testament scrolls. So they didn't have like a Bible like us now, they had it in rolls, like a scroll. And he pulled it out and he began to read a prophecy. Now a prophecy is like a foretelling, a foreshadowing of things that have not yet happened but are going to happen. And what he read was Isaiah 61. And then he read it out loud and then he sat it down and he said, today this was fulfilled. In other words, what Jesus was saying is I came to do this. This is my calling. This is who I am. I came to do this. And because I live, I'm going to die. But because I live, I can make this, I can make this happen for you. It's available to you. I want to read you this. I want to read you Isaiah 61. And as I do, I want you to see the spiritual journey, the promises, the restoration, the healing that God has always planned for your life. Always planned for you. Here goes. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me. So Jesus is saying about himself, it's on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He's not talking money poor here. He's talking poor of spirit, poor of soul. 
He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn when you're brokenhearted and to provide for those who grieve in Zion. This is what he says he wants to bestow on you, a crown of beauty instead of ashes the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. He's saying to you, the places that hurt, I want to heal. He says, you're going to sense me working in your life. He says, he's going to confront the enemy and the things that he stole from you. His is the vengeance. He's saying to you, I don't want to just save you. I don't, I, want, I don't want to just heal you. I don't want to just take that broken life and restore it back to something new, but there's more. He says, I want to call you my oaks of righteousness. I'm going to call you my oaks of righteousness for the display of his splendor. In other words, people are going to look at your life and think and say, only God. Only God could have done that, but it doesn't stop there. He doesn't want to just save you, heal you, restore you back to something beautiful. He wants to use you. He wants to use you. Because then it goes on to say they will rebuild the ancient ruins. It says, and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have long been devastated for generations. I'm telling you today, Easter, Easter is not an event. It is not a statutory holiday. Easter is an invitation to a process where God wants to rebuild, restore your life. How? How does this even begin to happen? How do we take the ruins and rebuild them? Well, it's a process. It's a process. And the first step is, if you don't know Jesus, if you're in this place this morning and you don't know Jesus and you're carrying your own sin and you said, no, I want to pay for that myself, you're dying And I know we're all dying, but I mean you're dying a spiritual death. And I know this is profound, but my first point is just stop dying. Just stop dying. I mean, it's time to make a decision. Why not today? Why not now? Why not in this moment? Choose to reverse it. Choose to decide I'm going to go from life When I'm going from life to death, I want to go from death back to life. A moment. It's all it takes. I love the way C.S. Lewis says it in the Chronicles of Narnia. He says, Easter is death working backwards. Isn't that great? You see, Jesus is the only one that can take your current decay and flip the script. He wants to flip the script and turn you right back into something stunning, something beautiful. But all you have to do is give him your life. 
You need to stop dying and you need to start rebuilding. Rebuilding is, it's meaning, it means going on a process, going on a journey. And I think if you talk to quite a few people, most people in this house that call this place home, they would say that it's not the great preaching on the Sunday that has helped them on this journey. Oh, I'm okay with that. But it's the small group. It's the people around you where you unpack, where you become authentic and you become real. You allow Jesus to move on in and have your Jesus cheerleaders around you. That's where it happens. You see, in a perfect Easter, a perfect Sunday for us here is not where we're filling the seats. A perfect Sunday for us is when people come back and say, you know what? I want to go on that journey. I want to start that journey that you talked about. Can I say to you today, if you give us a year, a year of your life, and I know that that's a big ask, but I'm going to make you a big promise. If you can give us a year of your life and you engage with this process, you get involved in a small group, you let God start working in your life. I tell you, it's not even going to take a year. You're going to be wanting to tell everyone. In fact, you're not even going to need to tell them. They're going to see it. How God has changed you. How he's turned ruins back into beautiful. How he's given you a peace. How he's given you a smile. How he's given you comfort. We need to stop dying. We need to start rebuilding. And we need to stop doubting. We need to stop doubting. You see, I believe that we can be an oak of righteousness, and I want you to believe with all my heart that you also can be an oak of righteousness. It's not just for some, it's for you. And I'm a testimony to this. In fact, this one point of all the points is most personal for, personal for me because, you see, I never believed a long time ago that God could use me like this. I never believed that he could, and not because I was a bad person, but because I wasn't good enough. I felt inferior. I felt inadequate. I'm not a public speaker. I'm not even an A-grade student. I ain't even been to Bible college, people. Sorry. <laughs> but I serve a God who has a sense of humor. And the fact that I'm standing here Sharing this word from you is not the sign of a great preacher. It's a sign of a great God. And I'm not here as a good communicator. I'm here serving a great God. We need to stop doubting. And then we need to start living. We need to start living. Living is what... It looks like to take your brokenness and letting, let God into your life. Letting Him make things beautiful so that you can bring hope to others. You see, God didn't come to make bad people good. God came to make dead people alive. That is what He came to do. He came to take all of your brokenness and let the ruins come back to life. Can the team come up? That'd be great. 
This morning as we come to a close, I want to ask you to make a decision this Easter. Come on, let's not let this Easter be the same as other Easter's. I'm not going to ask you to close your eyes or bow your heads. No, what I want you to do is I want you to take the little card that's in the front of your seat, the little Easter card, and I want you to take that out. And come on, this morning, even if you have no intention of filling it out, can you just fake it for me? Just pull it out. Come on, I can see you. Can you just pull it out? Here at Elam, we're not trying to build a big church. That is not what it's about. But our heart is to help you on the journey of restoration, to introduce you to Jesus and get you on the journey and be your biggest cheerleader as you journey with Jesus. Now, here on those cards, you're going to see there's four options. And this is a spiritual survey. And even if you don't mark one this morning, you are one. You are one. But I want you to mark one. It's anonymous. Like, I can't hunt you down. It's fine. (laughs) But A. A stands for I'm already in what I call a real relationship with Jesus. I'm not perfect, but I know that I love Him. I know that I'm forgiven. And if that's you, then you're an A. B, B is, well, I want to begin. I want to go on that process that you've been talking about this morning, Denise, and give my life to Jesus. I want to start that restorative process. I want my sins to be paid for. And I'm ready to receive that. I want to begin a real relationship with Jesus. If that's you, then you're a B. And C. C is I'd like to consider it a little bit longer. C says, I don't know just yet. You see, and this is one of my favorites. Because there's people here, and you don't think that I can see you, but I can. You're like, no, I'm not worshiping. I'm not putting my hands up. Don't you dare make me do nothing. That's okay. That's okay. You see, Caesar, some of Daryl's are my favorite because we always dreamed of having a church full of C's. Not full of a bunch of church people, but people that are figuring it out on the journey. And if you're a C today, you are so welcome in this place. You don't have to sing. You don't have to give. You don't have to serve. You don't have to do nothing. You can just sit there and figure it out. It's all okay. You are so welcome in this place. We love C's, and I hope there's a bunch of C's out there. And then there's D. D says, I don't ever intend to make that decision. And can I just say, if you've got the guts to mark that one this morning, we're going to pray for you. And you probably don't want us to, but that's okay, because we know the God in which we serve. But if that's you, you go right ahead and do that, because it's anonymous. 
Can you do that for me? And at the end, what I'm going to get us to do is as you leave, you can pop it in the connect box on the way out. But right now, we're going to close this part. And what I want you to do is I want you to take a moment and tick, circle, mark, whatever you want to. One of those letters. And when you're done, can you just bow your head and that'll let me know that you're done. And then I'm going to pray. So you can go ahead and do that now. pray. Father God, Lord, there are people here or across this room who are in the valley of decision. Trying to figure out their lives. And Lord, I pray right now that you not only take what I said, but I pray you give courage. Lord Jesus, touch hearts, give grace, Lord Jesus, to help people to figure it out and take steps towards you. And if you're here today, while our eyes are closed, if you're here today and you're ready for your sins to be forgiven, you want to stop dying, and you're ready to begin that real relationship with Jesus, what a privilege it is for me to pray for you today. And I'm going to help you with those words. Say something like this in your heart if that's you. Or you can whisper it where you're at. Say, Jesus, thank you for Friday. Thank you for going to the cross and paying for my sin. Forgive me. Save me. I need you and I need your healing. Come and live in me and start the rebuilding process. Help me. Change me. Use me. I surrender my life to you. And say these words to him. Today I make you Lord and Saviour. Thank you for setting me free. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. And just while everyone's eyes are still closed, if you just did that, if you just asked Jesus into your heart, you asked him to forgive your sins, I'm going to count to three. And on the count of three, can you just pop your hand up and back down again for me to see? Because I want to know who I'm praying for. I want to know who we're supporting, who we're getting around and journeying with, who we are cheering on today. So on the count of three, if that was you, can you pop your hand up and down? One, two, three. Come on, hands up, going up over everywhere. Awesome, awesome. You can put your hands down. That's cool. Awesome. So good, so good. Lord God, I thank you. Thank you for Friday. Thank you for Sunday. God, thank you for your promises and your love. In Jesus' precious name, amen.